Cape Talk Hiking with Tim Lundy. Hiking with Tim Lundy is, of course, brought to you by High Tech Sports. How are you doing, Tim? Miss I'm me? I'm doing very well. Yeah, <laughs> it's been. You've been away. I've been away. You've been away. You've you last week. You were. Uh, uh, you did the uh, Swell and Dam Trail. But before we get to that, of course, we we start off uh, hiking with Tim Lundy with our weekly rescue and safety recap. Just how has our mountains and our trails been? Well, so while I was away, it was quite busy. There were five calls in seven days. Wow, is that so, the, the weather's warming up now? People are, not, are getting out now a little bit more. Yeah, look, I mean, as soon as you know, I find as soon as we have lots of rain, then everyone's very quiet, and then as soon as it gets nice and sunny, Cape Town don't like being indoors for very long. <laughs> and so there's an explosion of, yeah. of people. Just uh, two weeks ago, we were speaking about how people sort of flock to the more common trails. I know Lion's Head is. Tourist mecca, tourist mecca. Yeah. and um, just how people should start ex- exploring more. Um, there's this balance between having something that is there's a high traffic of people, so it is safer, safety numbers, yeah. but at the same time, um, too many, too much traffic. There's so much, so many hazards that you have to then look out for. No, absolutely, um, but you're never going to stop the. The, the the sort of men- mentality of some people who just want to walk alone, mm. and um, as you know, I'm not a big advocate of walking alone because it just it is fraught with with problems. You know, when something happens, you you really are on your own. Mm. Um, but be it as it may, the people are outdoors. Cape Town loves to be outdoors and enjoy the outdoors, and they must continue to enjoy the outdoors. So you were in Swellendam. You were on the Swellendam Trail. Just tell us a little bit about it. So the Swellendam Trail, so to do a little bit of history, the last time I did the Swellendam Trail was 33 years ago, um, which is kind of giving my age away. (laughs) Um, But I was a little boy and um, probably barely the age limit of what what could actually manage to do the Swellendam Trail. And I've got to tell you, it's a very, very different trail to when I did it 33 years ago. Um, when I did it 33 years ago, it was a four-day trail. Mm. The second day was 20 kilometers wow. and probably one of the most difficult days I've ever hiked in my life. I'm glad to say that they realized that it wasn't working <laughs> and they've halved it. So they've now built another hut at the 10K mark. Does that make a four-day trail then a five-day trail? Yes. So they're now five days. So, of course, when I booked it, I said to them, like, I'd like to do the four-day trail. And they, I think they thought I meant four nights, not four days, because it's it's five days. And when when I got the the form, I sort of looked at it and I went, "Hey, this is five days. I'm not quite sure. Do we spend the night before mm. and start the next day?" Or they explained to me, "No, it's now a five day trail, and um, that twenty kilometers now ten kilometers, which is much better." But that's a beautiful place of the world we go there probably about once a year when we do like a family holiday to where my father's from in Mossel Bay so we usually stop uh, around that Swellendam area the mountains they are absolutely amazing I've got to tell you with the amount of rain that we've had um, the the vegetation blew me away um, because it's very different to Cape Town's vegetation um, similar in some some aspects but different in others and every day was a flower show that the first day, I think, um, is just the most, the, the biggest amount of ericas I've ever seen. Mm. As far as I can see, it's just a sea of ericas and, and different variations of it. Um, really, really beautiful. But that, that Langeberg area is, is just 
amazing contrast. If you're there in the winter, as you said, and there's been plenty of rain, green and lush and colorful with flowers. But uh, in the heart of summer, it is very dry, very arid, very, hot, very yeah. red sometimes that earth. Yeah. No, look, I mean, summer, the, the heat of summer, I definitely wouldn't do this trail. It, um, you, I think you'd really battle. And 33 years ago, I did manage to do 20 kilometers and 32 degrees Celsius. As I say, it was one of the toughest days I've ever hiked. Um, but doing it in winter has its hazards as well. It's mm. um, the first night, because a couple of years ago there was a fire and they had to close the trail, they've replaced the, the old log cabin with a uh, metal um, structure, two metal structures. That are very, very basic. So there's no bunk beds. There's, there are mattresses now, but it is super, super cold. Mm. And, um, yeah, I got to experience what it really feels like to be very cold. I had every kind of thermal underwear you can think of and, and sleeping bags and inner linings and socks and, it didn't get much sleep. <laughs> it's Thursday night, so we are, that means it is hiking with Tim Lundy. If you have any hiking or trail-related questions for Tim, you can give us a call, 021-446-0567. Of course, there is the WhatsApp line, 0725671567, for your questions or your comments about hiking in and around Cape Town. You mentioned um, sleeping facilities. Uh, you do a lot of multi-day hikes now. Some of these places provide some sort Sort of rudimentary mattresses just to prevent you from speak, sleeping on on the hard ground. Do you still do you advocate hiking with a sleeping bag? I know things can get very Absolutely. compact now, and you can maybe get a space blanket. But is is it still necessary? I, I definitely wouldn't sleep with a space blanket. That's that's um, yeah, and that's an emergency kind of um, to keep you warm. But uh, sleeping bags definitely. Um, in uh, next weekend, I'm going up to Posburg for the flowers. Mm. The weekend after that, I'm doing a, a second trip, and then two weeks after that, I'm doing it again. <laughs> mm. um, and I think the flowers are going to be absolutely mm. amazing this year. If um, Swelling Dam is anything to go by, mm. uh, it's. Um, I, I actually posted a picture today and said I got to see the king and queen of Proteas wow. in on on the Swelling Dam Trail. I'm the king Protea, one of the biggest I've ever seen. And funnily enough, in Cape Town, you get them with that sort of pink. Um, petals on the mm. outside and uh, this one was sort of almost like a creamy white oh. it was quite quite bizarre um, and then we got to see uh, the snow queen protea which is just i think it's the second or third time i've ever seen it in my life and it was just amazing they don't flower for very long and the the area that we walked through in five days i think was 350 meters long out of 65 kilometers and uh, we took it in. I think we probably took close on an hour to get mm. through that 350 meters because we just took so many photographs because it's such a privilege to, to be able to see something like that. And we knew as soon as we went over the ridge, that was it. We weren't going to see them again. Well, and sure enough, we didn't. Would, would you consider this this time of the year to do to be the optimum time to, to do a hike, particularly a multi-day hike? Temperatures are warm enough not for you to, to be terribly cold, but at the same time, uh, uh, it's cool enough uh, to, to, to keep cool as, uh, as you're walking. And of course, yeah. it's the time we have the rain, we have beautiful flowers. Um, the 
mutual friend of ours, a botanist Rupert Quirpan, says yes. that spring in Cape Town actually starts July, August. In yeah. terms of from a botany perspective, yeah. that's when they start see flowers bl- blooming. So is this kind of the right time of the year? Look, I mean, it depends on what route you're sort of taking. When I've done now Rankis Corp uh, a month ago and now Swellendam, and I've got to say that we have been incredibly lucky with the weather. Um, you know, as a hike leader, a week before, I'm watching that weather patterns mm. every hour to see what's going to happen. And the window of opportunity on both of them has been incredible. We've been incredibly lucky that, um, I think on the day four, it started to rain very slightly for about 10 minutes. We got our rain jackets out, and um, I think about an hour later, we had to take them off because we were now swelteringly hot mm. um, because the, the the wind had changed, the clouds had cleared, and now it was boiling hot. Mm. So, look, at this time of the year, if you're lucky, you know, the one thing I always say to people as a guide, one thing I can't control is the weather. Mm. Um, I can do everything else for you and I can plan things for you, but the weather, you can forget it. I can't as much as I'd like to, I can't. Um, but you've got to be prepared for it. So, look, we were definitely all prepared for this. The first night, or I was telling Waleed now, was bitterly cold. It really, the, the, the accommodation, unfortunately, is not like the rest of them because of the fire. They've replaced it with a metal a metal box that's with insulation that really doesn't work um but it it keeps you dry but it is super super cold mm-hmm. uh, look we survived and, and that's why we much sleep and that's why you would rather have a sleeping bag than just uh sleep oh, yeah. on, on on just on a rudimentary uh mattress but we're speaking to tim lundy it is thursday so it's hiking with tim lundy he's uh, featuring the uh swell and dumb trail that he's done uh, last week a five-day trail uh total of how many kilometers they say it's around about 65. Mm-hmm. Um, they they need to uh, remeasure because the path has changed in places, so the distances don't quite correlate to what they're mm-hmm. saying compared to what we did. Um, but you are 65 in in five days. But it's what you do in that 65. You know, the Fisher River Canyon, 65 kilometers on the flat. The only down you ever have is getting into the canyon. Mm-hmm. A very different trail to Swellendam. Mm-hmm. Um, Swelling Dam, lots of up. I think the second day we started, we took a bit of a wrong turn on an old path. We knew where it was going. It mm. was going to get to the top and just got to the top a lot faster. So, we, we saved about an hour and a so half. So would, would you start in the town of Swelling Dam and just sort of circularly go through the Langeberg Mountains or where would you start? So you you start at the, the reserve, um, Marloth um, Game Reserve mm. or um, uh, Nature Reserve and uh, – Unfortunately, to unforeseen circumstances, we we arrived late. Mm. Um, I'm to blame for that. But they provided us with transport mm. um, to try and drive us in as far as possible because we'd and, – and thank goodness because we got into the first night's accommodation at around about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Had they not driven us in, we probably would have got there in the mm. dark. Um, Wynoma has messaged us on 0725671567. She says, Hi, Lester. Hi, Tim. Uh, does Tim consider the Swellendam hike safe to attacks, uh, considering booking for some time absolutely. in September? No, absolutely. Um, definitely never entered my mind. We, we never got to see another human being for five days. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to see any animals either. Um, 
But it is special. You, I mean, there were times where we would all just stand there. There were six of us in total where we would just stand in complete silence and, and the silence is just deafening where you just hear birds chirping or just nothing. And or it, just the, the, the rustle of air past your ears. Or, yeah, exactly. Or water running. I mean, there were a couple of times where we would cross a, a stream and you would just sit and listen to the water running. Mm. It, it, it is really a magical trail. Um, but I would say if you're going to attempt it, definitely be hiking fit. Mm. Don't try and mm. uh, day two especially is, is quite uh, brutal. You come over the top of a rise and you can see the hut. Mm. And um, I sort of explained it to everybody. I said it's like that blinking light at the end of a corridor <laughs> in a scary movie. Whereas no matter how fast you run, it just never gets any closer. And that's exactly... Two hours later, it didn't seem any closer than it was. Mm. Why, well, no one wants to book for September. How far in advance do you have to book to book your place to get a permit there? Look, if you phone Cape Nature, they'll let you know, but they have reopened the trail now. So it was closed for quite a few years, apparently, um, due to fires. And the amazing thing is, I think that fire must have happened a long, long time ago. I think it was 2012, mm. because there is very little sign of fire. Mm. Lots of sign of new growth. Um, there's sections like the Protea Valley where you walk, and it's it, it's sort of eye level the the, the plants. Yeah. So they've, the Proteas and stuff have really mm. taken a long time to get there. And um, I think from a fauna point of view, mm. it just is incredible. So if it's taken what seven years since that fire, um, and there's quite a lot of regrowth, does that Huge. mean that um, Cape Nature have gone into clear trails to make paths visible. I know you said you missed a turn and followed an old path. Just what happens in that case if a place has been closed? Is there lots of rehabilitation from a from a landscaping point of view to make yeah, paths so, clearer? So day one they've actually cleared um, they've, they've cut the path um, and on the last day as well. So on the Swelling Dam side of the mountains they've they've gone through, they've got teams that literally clear the paths, clean them up nicely and um, They've still, look, it's five days, so they've got a lot of work still to do. But I would definitely say it has got loads of potential. It, um, there was at no stage that we felt like we were going to get lost. Mm. Um, as I said, the, the one we, we made a bad decision, um, to, to walk off, you know, off, off a path that we thought was the path. We knew more or less that it was going to get us to the top of the mountain. Sure enough, it linked up with the original path. Only when we were halfway up that mountain, which was close to vertical, um, did we realize that we'd, we'd made a mistake. But we also looked at the map and then realized that we were going to come out back onto the path. Mm. And sure enough, it came back out onto the path. Um, and we saved a huge amount of time doing it. So Cape Nature have actually asked me to review the trail for them, mm. which um, I'm going to do. And um, I've made notes of all the things that need to change and, and be added to, to make it an even better experience. And I think Swellendam Trail is one of those trails. And, you know, you've got Whale Trail and you've got the Otter Trail and you've got Fish. There's no reason why this trail can't be in that category. Mm. And it really is a spectacular Just route. going through some pictures that I'm finding online and looking at pictures of Protea Valley, I'm seeing a picture of, of Misty Point. It, it can be a, 
a trail of quite contrast. Yeah, if the if it's quite overcast, it looks like you could be somewhere in the Scottish Islands as yes. you so close to to the cloud line. Other side, it's just green and lush and and green flowers and green plants everywhere. And that's the nice thing about this time of the year is that with the amount of rain that we've had, that all the vegetation is now really flourishing. I mean. It, to try and describe to you the amount of proteas, I don't think in my 38 years of hiking I've ever walked for that amount of time and seen that many proteas mm. in one go. It really is magical. For, I think it was an hour and a half, you just walked through this dense valley of, mm. of proteas. It's Thursday night. It's hiking with Tim Lundy. If you have any questions for him or any comments on some of the trails that you may have done tonight, we're discussing the Swellendam Trail. You can give us a call 021-446-0567 and 072-567-1567 for your WhatsApps and your voice messages. I'm seeing lots of pictures of rock pools here and little little springs. Um, you as a, as, a, as a mountain man, um, <laughs> do you always, do you, can you always trust a little rock pool or I, I'm too, 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 uh, too, would be too worried if a little daker or a little bookie you would use that as a loo. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, it's funny you should say that about the pools because they do, there are, there are a lot of, of pools, uh, especially on the day one. There's a f- spectacular one and 33 years ago when I did it, it, it was a great memory. Um, but then you, touch the water and it is freezing freezing cold yes. the the second night they've uh, put in we, showers do we know why that is i've been to this um i think the last little waterfall that i've been to was on the mcgregor walk and it was again that one of these 33 degree days you just want to drench yourself in water but you get into a rock pool and it's freezing cold yeah. why is that well, look, a lot of the time it's in shade or it's uh, just the pools can be very, very deep. Mm. So the sun doesn't get down yeah. all the way down to the bottom and it's moving all the time. So it doesn't sit and warm up. Um, and in wintertime, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, I, I, I think I squealed like a little girl when I tried <laughs> to have a shower because it's a cold shower. And it, um, the drain had blocked on my shower and I had to stand in foot deep water and I actually couldn't shower anymore because my feet were so mm. sore. We, we don't have much time but because we must end off with, uh, uh, with uh, a spot break that we need to do. But I, I just want to re- relay you a story. We once went to the Bontebok Nature Reserve and we took a, a walk there with a large group of, you know, environmental camp kids. And um, we managed to stir a, a bees hive. Oh, and there was a rock pool there. And kids started jumping into the water and this yeah. is what you think you should do and the biggest and the meanest jock then jumps into it along with me and the jock starts going into some sort of convulsive thing oh, no. he starts panicking because the water is that cold <laughs> not <laughs> like, because he'd been stuck no he, he because the water is that cold and for the probably about the hour and the half while we waited for a guide or, or park manager to come and bring some of that smoke yeah. I <laughs> the, the little kid in the group well not so little now <laughs> had to convince this guy that you know the water was actually warming up and he wasn't freezing to death and that's <laughs> just some, that that, re, that reminded me of just how cold those mountain pools can be. But before I let you go, um, a tweet that I saw from Batran Cape Town. These are the guys who have a, a basically a trial run race. You know the peaks yes. of of Cape Town uh, at full moon. Um, they've not been given a permit, or they say it's now been cancelled. Do you know what what the reasons are for that? I don't know what the reasons f- 
are for one of the reasons I heard, which is just ridiculous, that it was to um, it, the animals were being disturbed. Um, it's a, so for those of you who don't know, the Bat Run is a, is a night run that covers all three peaks. So it's Devil's Peak, um, McClear's Beacon, and Lion's Head. And for the last two years, I've actually been on the rescue standby team that goes out. Mm. And it is incredibly well organized, incredibly safe. I do not recall hearing of any incidents. And expert trial runners on there. Expert, and I think it was a, it was less than two hundred people that would run mm. it. Um, uh, you know, it, it was a great run on on the calendar, the running calendar, and and very well maintained in terms of the the safety side of things. There was never any problems with that. So, I'm wanting to know why it's mm. been cancelled because it it is it seems a little bit silly, and I would love to know why. Um, Andre is going to be Andre van Skogvek is going to be having a meeting with some others at um, with the MEC of tourism tomorrow about safety on the mountains, mm. and this topic is going to be brought up because it, this is not the only trail run mm. that has actually been cancelled. Well, maybe we can get them in on air next week, and then yeah. we can start uh, and we can talk about this issue. But as always, if people want to get in touch with you for a hike or take them on a guided tour, how do they get hold of you? So they can get hold of me on my email, which is tim at Cape Town High. Or they can join my Facebook group, which is Cape Town Hiking with Tim Lundy. Um, Twitter is at Hiking Cape Town and Instagram is Cape Town Hiking. And of course, Hiking with Tim Lundy is brought to you by High Tech. And at High Tech, they're driven by the belief that the outdoors is for everyone, no matter who you are or where you are from. You deserve to experience what the outdoors has to offer. And in a world where we spend 90% of our lives indoors, they're here to give people the freedom to explore a little further and enjoy the moments that unfold. Each season, High Tech evolves the design and technologies all with a single purpose in mind to get you to get the world outside tim we'll see you next week yeah looking forward to it